0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with a name you know. We've had him on the show a couple times. Always love talking to Silas Young. He'll be at AAW's Windy City Classic. November 26th in Illinois, uh, he is taking on Manders. There's a ton of names on this show from Fred Yehai, Allison Kay, Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, Alex Zane, Jake something, Hammerstone, a star-studded card, Lady Frost, who we spoke to last week, we got Silas Young. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Are you in Vegas right now?
2: <laughs> I I am. I just came out. Uh, I got a friend who's getting married, a little impromptu marriage. And uh, yeah, you know, come out here, see what's going on. Check out the wrestling landscape a
0: little bit as well. And, and Las Vegas has been like a blossoming wrestling landscape over the last few years with... AEW go in there for double or nothing. WWE seems like it's making a pretty comfy home there in Allegiant Stadium. Impact running shows out there. FSW does stuff out there as well. Like it's it's definitely yeah. exploded quite a bit.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's funny how that works in uh the wrestling business, you know, one one company goes to a place and does pretty well, so then another place goes and another place goes. I remember as a kid, I think like the only people that came to uh to Vegas was like maybe AWA to do you know tapings yeah. or something once in a while, but that was about it.
0: So as I mentioned, the AAW Windy City Classic, a star-studded show. It's it's got to feel good to see these become normal again after the year that we went through in in 2020. And uh, AAW has has long been one of the best at doing that. Uh, but I mean, how how did the tw- how did 2020 affect you? I mean, I know you were with Ring of Honor and all that stuff, but I mean, the indie landscape was just ravaged by that.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I was definitely, definitely lucky to be, you know, with Ring of Honor at the time, you know, they didn't cut any guys. Well, at that time, they didn't cut any guys. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, they hadn't cut anybody. Everybody was still getting paid. So, you know, now granted, you know, what happened a couple of weeks ago is completely different. But, you know, it uh in 2020 well especially guys who were working on the indies they didn't have the opportunity to go anywhere else to work you know they hell they didn't even have the opportunity to like get a side job yeah. to go and work you know you were just kind of screwed so uh you know i was fortunate in the in the matter of you know getting paid but just sitting at home all the time it was just a killer you know i like uh i like being busy i like being productive so it was just 2020 was no good for me <laughs>
0: and and now we're we're seeing these star-studded indie events become the norm again. I love it. I mean, it felt like there was one a weekend where you'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they got all those people on one show," which uh, does speak to the wrestling landscape. Right. You mentioned the ROH thing. I interviewed a couple of your buddies, a few like maybe 3 days before the ROH announcement, Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis. And like, I'm still sitting on that interview because it was dated within a couple of days. We were talking about how great ROH was to everybody. Did like, what was your reaction when that news came through? Because all throughout the pandemic, all I heard was how good ROH was to its talent. And then we get this unfortunate news.
2: Man, uh, you know, I mean, I found out like everybody else, we were all on a a Zoom call. So we all kind of found out together. Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, there's, part of you that's like, what the hell am I going to do? There's, you know, part of you that worries about everything. Uh, You know, am I gonna be able to get a job somewhere else? Is there, uh, is there going to be work for me? Uh, Makes you worry about your friends who are in the same boat as you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was definitely, you know, wasn't happy to hear the news. But, you know, after the fact and talking with a couple friends and stuff, you know, we talked about the fact that you know, it's, if it had to happen, it's better that it happened now than it happening last year where there really yeah. was no opportunity to go out and work. So, you know, uh, it, and, and, and also getting like a little bit of notice, uh, you know, getting like, like for instance, my contract is up at the end of this year. So getting a couple months notice. So, that. Yeah. Being like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, we are going to go under, but at least, at least we're going to give you a couple months notice. So, you know, maybe you can try and, uh, uh, you know, start booking things, uh, which I've been doing good. Um, have a somewhat, somewhat decent schedule coming up here. And uh, just, just to be able to, you know, have that little bit of time where you're still getting a couple of paychecks coming in yet. is nice. So that's, it's like, it sucks and it's a crappy situation, but if it had to happen, I'm, I'm glad that it happened like this, I guess.
0: What was the mood at the tapings like in your experience? Cause I mean, you all did do tapings recently. I had some people saying, right. it, telling me they were getting emotional because quite frankly, I had a whole lot of people that I would talk to on a regular basis and they were like, I like Ring of Honor. I like working for Ring of Honor. The deal is good. The schedule's great. Some of them, if even if they, like they didn't even need to work full-time jobs, but they could because the schedule was so good.
2: Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I think that was kind of the general consensus of working there. It was great, but yeah, the tapings were definitely a lot more like down kind of solemn mood Uh, you know it's it's hard to come in there and and be you know I think everybody it's not like anybody didn't want to work hard or anything like that like everybody still worked their ass off you know Uh, I think it was just kind of like for a lot of guys you know like myself I've been there almost nine years it's like the end of an era so I think it was just I think it was just a real low-key feeling in the locker room there last time
0: and you've you've watched Indies kind of explode in your area an awful lot over the past five, six years, especially like the the Wisconsin, Chicago area. I mean, there there's shows all the time. I mean Absolutely. that that's gotta make you feel pretty good knowing that I mean there's there's plenty of work there, at least on the independent circuit as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, there 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 definitely is. And uh, you know, I will say this after like the You know, the last couple of years with the COVID closed down, and then even before that, with just uh, being exclusive to Ring of Honor, not being able to do indies for like the last, I don't know, for myself, five or six years, maybe. uh, I'm I'm excited to get back out on the independent scene. I'm excited to get to work with a bunch of new young talent, uh, you know, guys that I've never worked with before. And just the fact that there's so much, uh, so much indie wrestling out there, it's, I'm excited to see what this. These next couple years, Bring, you
0: know. Uh, a reminder, guys, AEW Windy City Classic on November twenty-sixth. I want to speak about some some positive ROH memories. Dare I say that your feud with Dalton Castle may have been my favorite feud in the history of Ring of Honor. To me that Man, was, I think to me that Go was just, it sorry. was so natural. Just two characters that had a fundamental disagreement. And there were right. stakes added without without title belts or anything. A lot of the times, it it was right. so just like common sense brilliance, and it worked so well. I loved it, and it was the colorful characters in two different colorful ways clashing. I, uh, yep. Please explain any any memories or fun stories from that because that was that was one of my all time favorites in the company.
2: Right? You know, it's funny you say that. Like since doing that and that's been like man i don't know when did we do that like 2015 i don't it's know 2014 while, yeah. 2000 but, but it's been the point is yeah it's been a while uh whenever i get asked about like anytime i do podcasts or interviews or whatever they always bring up the feud with doncastle i feel like that was like a very like defining moment uh you know in my career even just like a good example of what pro wrestling is like you said it it's about characters it's about uh it's about characters it's about you know getting people to connect and uh and we did that we did a great job of uh we had like a storyline that went for I think a year maybe a little more than a year uh, I was two very different characters two very like easily explainable characters and what their differences are and just a lot of the fun we had with doing like the vignettes with the boys and stuff like that uh it was it was a good time and uh you know Dalton and myself actually had a really good fight without honor match here in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool time of my career. It was a cool time to be able to really get to dig into the character more and, uh, you know, do all this different stuff that, uh, you know, ring of honor wasn't necessarily doing with a lot of character stuff at the time.
0: And one of the things I loved most about it is because a lot of people would look at this and they'd say ring of honor needs more characters. And you had two very distinct ones right there then the bell rang and it's like you're busting out slingshot moon salts and he's doing like <laughs> a lot of his great like a lot of people don't realize his amateur background and people are seeing that and it's like man here's the substance even behind the characters I, it was just so magnificent so easy and i believed everything that happened and then when when the boys became the stakes like oh my gosh that was such such great stuff there just such wonderful stuff uh, also you had the opportunity to go to Japan while working for ring of honor. Please uh, tell me how, how that was for you.
2: Yeah, the, you know, it was a really cool experience. I, you know, I think at the time ring of honor had maybe for a couple of years before that had been going over, uh, you know, once a year and doing a little mini tour thing with them, it was cool. You know, it's Japan, man, everybody who gets involved in the pro wrestling business, you know, I think there's certain things that we want to, you know, check off, you know, certain boxes you want to check, and going to Japan is definitely one that's on the high list. So not only just to be able to go there, but to be able to work for a place like New Japan Pro Wrestling, like that's a pretty awesome experience.
0: Also, you worked the the XPW Rebirth recently. <laughs> Man, yeah, like, I did. Like they did the the dark side of the ring, and all of a sudden XPW is back. How? I mean, how did that come about? How, who reached out to you to make that happen? Was it was it like Rob Black, or is there somebody else behind the scenes?
2: no so it, it was as a as a matter of fact a couple months ago like maybe last summer i got a message on twitter from an account that said it was rob black and i kind of looked at it and laughed a little bit and was like yeah. this can't be real you know uh so i just thought well you know on the off chance i'll message back it's always good to you know stay in contact with you know people you can potentially work with and uh sent the message back and explained that you know i had an exclusive deal with ring of honor and i couldn't you know i wouldn't be able to do it but you know if something happens in the future you know i'd like to stay in contact or whatever and uh then after everything that happened you know a few weeks ago you know i just reached out to him and said hey you know uh things have changed uh so then we we just got talking a little bit and i don't know i'm i'm interested to see where it goes you know i broke into wrestling in like 2001 2002 so you know i definitely uh, am aware of the old xpw and yeah. you know <laughs> everything they did uh so yeah i mean it's interesting uh, i i i always like uh things that are a little crazy so we'll, we'll see what happens you know i know the show the show we did uh was definitely a, a good time and uh you know i'm looking forward to see what the future
0: holds with them so i've i've, I've asked you about this before but now there there's some added context since the man is back you had on one of your shows, one of the only CM Punk appearances of like the last five or six years. And boy, was that, a lot of people didn't even know at the time there was like, was it, was it? Then we find out that he had done this a couple times at different places. Like he would show up in a, in a Druid suit and throw salt over his shoulder, like weird things that nobody would expect. Right. He popped up at a building that I know he used to wrestle at that you all were running Did you get like any FaceTime with him or was this very much a this is happening is it allowed to happen type of thing? I'm so fascinated by this.
2: Okay, so that the building that I ran that night, uh I I mean I'm not sure if this is 100% but I'm pretty sure that might have been the building Punk had his first match at. Uh-huh. Uh, and and the night that we ran that building was going to be the last event that was going to be held there because it had gotten bought by like a spice factory or something like that and they were going to tear it down so when i had found out it was going to be the last time that they were going to be booking shows i started reaching out to guys that had wrestled there over the years wanting to kind of bring back some guys from you know years past a little bit of a nostalgia thing for the building you know so i had reached out to ace steel because you know ace is an amazing wrestler a good dude and uh, i think it's just kind of all snowballed together uh, with Ace and Dave Prazak being on the show. And I think Punk might have done like a jiu-jitsu tournament in West Dallas, which is where that show was being ran earlier in the day. And I think
0: he had the I think same something... hoodie on as he had in a picture from that grappling tournament. That's how people figured it was actually him. He was wearing the right. same hoodie as a picture from earlier in that day.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I like, I didn't actually – see him or talk to him. Someone that came up to me in the locker room was like, hey, uh they want to do something in the match and Punk's gonna do a run-in and a mask or something. Someone said and I was like, yeah, well, whatever they want to do, let them do it. So it's like don't- <laughs> I mean, what am I gonna say? No, no, Punk can't get on the show. You know <laughs> see him
0: punk, don't twist my arm. Like if I <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> right. The only wrestling move he's done in five years, I guess. I guess yeah we'll right how that goes. So <laughs> we'll see if we can
2: fit him on the card.
0: Did you like ever speak with him much before that? I'm sure your paths had crossed at some point.
2: Uh, you know what? A, a couple times. Uh I, I mean, I wouldn't say me and him are friends, but we crossed paths a couple times, had a couple small conversations that were fine. But yeah, not not very much interaction.
0: Man, that's that's just such a fascinating thing because I remember when that happened and when we kind of pieced that together. Everything obviously him doing a GTS is is hint number one, but then the hoodies came together. Then I had people in wrestling that are like, "Oh, this isn't the only time." And they would be sending me footage of like the weirdest most obscure things that you wouldn't think that he would have any any interest in doing and it was like him under a hood. So you just you you never know when you go to these shows, man. You never right, know. Right, right. Yeah. Anybody can pop up. At, at AEW, Windy City Classic, Vince McMahon might be there underneath a mask. He might be there <laughs> in like a turkey suit, for all we know. Right.
2: I have like, it on good authority that might happen.
0: It might happen. <laughs> also, a segment I love to do with you each time we do an interview, manly or not manly. All right. Or I give you a list of subjects and you tell me if they're manly or not manly and why. I love it. I love it. Dry
2: turkey. Dry. What are we talking like, uh, like, um, like beef jerky, but with turkey?
0: No, 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 just dry turkey that's cooked for Thanksgiving. Ugh,
2: not manly.
0: Not manly at all. I don't think.
2: No, no, you got. I mean, if you're a man, you should at least know how to cook halfway decent.
0: How about Manders, your opponent at AEW Windy City Classic?
2: Uh okay, bye. This is gonna take like this is gonna one's gonna be a little different. That's fine. I'll give him man. I'll give him manly, but he ain't last real man manly.
0: You know what? I I I can accept that. Uh, what about eye patches? Fred Yehai, who you wrestled at AAW, often wears an eye patch.
2: I, I would have to say eye patches are manly. I mean, look where do eye patches come from? Pirates. Kind of hard to argue argue that pirates weren't manly, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- I think that's fair. Headgear. Josh Alexander is on AEW Windy City Classic. He wears headgear a lot. But he doesn't want that cauliflower ear.
2: Yeah, not manly at all. Man. Not manly. You just take Ca- cauliflower. Cauliflower ear is manly.
0: It is manly. It's very manly. Have you ever had to like lance one of yours or anything like that?
2: No, I've had a. i have had I have like one part of my ear that has a real little bit of it, but it's like kind of on the uh-huh. inside.
0: You gotta get to it early too. Like the first time I ever had to take mine out, they were like, You have to do it quick or else it's gonna stick there. And I was like right. uh, uh <laughs> what about what about white claws? Oh definitely not manly. I, I figured you Def- would say that. Yeah, definitely
2: not. Whiskey. That's manly.
0: I'm I'm not a drinker. I've never drank, but uh what makes white claws not manly?
2: Uh, cause they are they are the equivalent of a children's drink with alcohol.
0: Okay. Tie dye has made a big comeback in fashion of late. Is tie dye manly? Yep.
2: Tie dye is manly. I definitely sport some tie dye sometimes.
0: I mean, it's... I think I think
2: one part about one part about being manly is owning what you do too.
0: That's owning what point. you do
2: and what you wear.
0: That's a good point. And there was there was a girl I knew back in the day, and I saw her making tie dye, and she had to wear like a trash bag suit to not like bleach her stuff. <laughs> I was like, man, th- that seems kind of manly going to all that, that work. I mean, practically wearing a sauna suit just to make some tie dye. I-, I trust it. Yeah, right. Him. What about I Craig? mean,
2: I, I, th- I think, I think you gotta, if you're manly though, you go without the, without the garbage bag suit. You just wing it, you know?
0: Yeah. Banks closing on every holiday. Is that manly?
2: I, <laughs> I You mean, know what? You, you know. Peep, peep, you know what, man? People. People work hard; they deserve a day off. So I'm gonna say that is manly.
0: Here's my issue: like they'll they'll be like, "Sorry, we are closed in observance of National Chocolate Cake Day," or something like that. And I'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to check my balance. Like, come on, come on here.
2: Right. Well. Well, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that National Cake Day would be a, a, a national holiday to <laughs> necessitate closing banks for.
0: I feel like they do, though. I feel like every, every, not only that, if it falls on a Saturday, they're closed Monday to observe that holiday. Like uh, all that's right, been...
2: well, then that part, ain't, that part's not manly at all.
0: And as we head towards the Christmas season, gift bags. Are gift bags manly? I, I mean, I do them because I can't wrap a gift.
2: Right, yeah, gift bags are definitely not manly Damn, yeah definitely not you got you got to learn how to wrap a gift you got to take a little a little time and put a little work into it be a man and take the take the time and patience it takes to do it right
0: i'm so ashamed of myself you should I, be one day i'll learn uh, i always also <laughs> like to ask about people's experience before before they made it in wrestling and some of the maybe the extra work that they did, I know you did a couple of uh WWE matches. You worked uh Val Venus, I believe, and Luke Gallows, and you worked uh Lance Archer, I believe, in TNA back in the day.
2: Yep, yep, yep. All how,
0: that. How did the Lance Archer match come about? Because I mean, that was gosh, that was like 16, 17 years ago.
2: Uh, I, I think that was at the time when TNA was doing the uh, like well, like Tuesday or Wednesday night pay-per-views down in Nashville.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Man, it was so long ago. I can't remember exactly how I went about getting booked for it, but I think it was one of those things where I'd gotten booked and showed up and it was just, you know, got asked to do that and was more than happy to be able to have the opportunity at the time.
0: And then, as I had mentioned, uh, I think in 07, you worked Val Venus on Heat. That was in Milwaukee, obviously. Uh, A few years later, you worked Gallows in Milwaukee. Uh, Gallows is a pretty colorful fella. For better or for worse, do you remember anything about setting that up? Is he like a jokester Uh, and setting that up, or anything? Or is at that time is he still like so early? He's he's on his best behavior.
2: uh, You know what? I I I remember that being pretty easy. I remember it being a um, a pretty easy thing to put together and pretty pretty easy to do in the sense that uh, he you know he's he's a good dude uh, and you know it was it was probably a match that was a few minutes long. So it wasn't like a whole lot to go into it anyways. But yeah, I mean, I remember that being a good experience as well as the, the Val Venus being a match, being a good experience as well.
0: Did he give you any cryptocurrency advice? I always see him on Twitter and Facebook doing that.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't think he was at that point yeah, in his life
0: yet. Man, he's, he's a wild one on that, that internet machine uh, is yeah, he definitely but is? Then again, so is Gallows. So is Gallows. Yeah. So, just oh, just in different ways. Yes, categorically different ways. So as we head into 2022, like what what are you looking at for your 2022? Do you have like a, a plan in mind or are you just you got to kind of survey the landscape right now? Obviously, it's it's a much different world and and situation for you right now.
2: Right. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, uh you know like I said before, last couple of years wrestling for me has been so slow just with the way things were. Uh, for myself and with Ring of Honor, uh, I'm excited to get out there, man, and and hit it hard and, and start grinding, uh, working as many indies as I can. I am happy, like, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, I have AAW in Chicago to work with. They're, you know, they're arguably one of the, if not the best independent companies right now in the country. Right. So being able to work there with uh, the talent they have and just the exposure they get, uh, you know, that's a a, a a big plus for me and something that I'm really, really looking forward to, you know, especially with there being so much new young talent, I'm looking forward to working uh, with all, all these uh, new young guys that I haven't ever gotten the opportunity to work with. And, and really my plan is just, you know, there's been a lot of guys released from companies. I mean, ring of Honor just released the whole roster. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just planning on taking like this next year, just getting out there, uh, working my ass off, having great matches and just seeing what the, the wrestling business uh holds for me, you know. Uh I, I love what we do. Uh I've been doing this for like 20 years. I feel like at this point I put so much of my life into this there isn't there isn't no other uh no backup plan, no uh no no other choice, you know, and and I and it's not that I want another choice. I'm I'm glad that, you know, this is what uh my, my life has afforded me. So I'm looking forward to just getting out and hitting it hard, man working the indies doing uh you know all the AAW shows just uh um, trying to like really kind of in a way almost rebuild my name again.
0: So how are you feeling physically? Good? Like no end in sight, I would imagine. I mean when when I yeah, see no, you in man. the ring, you're still going 100 miles an hour when when it necessita- necessitates it.
2: Right. Yeah, no, my body feels great. Uh I know a lot of people like their bodies get beat up and whatnot. I'm gonna knock on wood here real quick, but uh, yeah, no, I feel great. Like uh, no, no nagging injuries. Uh, I feel good when I wake up in the morning. Uh, I feel like I feel like I easily have another good ten years of being highly competitive in me.
0: Well, guys, AAW Windy City Classic <laughs> November twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Some of the talent that you'll see there: Jake Something, Larry D, Silas Young, Myron Reed. Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, uh, Lady Frost, who just signed with Impact, Rich Swan, Alex Zane, Josh Alexander, Allison K., Fred Yehi. It is loaded. If you can't make it to the show, it is available on Fight, so absolutely check it out. Silas Young, I always appreciate it. I always accept an opportunity to interview Silas Young because there's always a million things to talk about. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on Anytime. Make sure you follow him at Last Real Man ROH. Uh support the man into 2022 and beyond. Thank you so much. Until next time guys. We're out